And that is us live for another one. Welcome back, everyone, to another MMA UK Late Show. My name is Lewis Smith. As always, bringing you the top UK new, uh, MMA UK news from Wales and the UK. So, yeah, tonight we're going to be doing more of that. We've got one of our favourite fighters, Jack Tank Shaw, a guy we've uh, we followed quite closely in his career so far. Jack, how are you this evening? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Phil. Good to be to be back on the old live. Must yes. Be fight, must be a fight coming up to be back on you. You'd think so, wouldn't you? I mean, it's it's been a minute <laughs> since we talked, buddy, isn't it? It does, yeah. Well, have you been anyway? Obviously, it's, it's been a, a good while since we saw you fight last. Uh, obviously, out on Fight Island back last year, you were a good win out out over there last time. What, what's it been like for you? I know you you had a bit of uh, difficulty getting out there last time, and you for the, the last book one. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I mean, it was a people. I see a lot of people saying visa issues, and it wasn't a visa issue, issue as such. It was. Uh, I was doing a fight on the 7th of November. Um, I went up to the embassy to, to meet my visa appointment. And then when me and me and Ian Dean got there, the embassy was closed. They, I don't know, it must have been an emergency or whatever. Something that happened and the embassy had closed. So the next earliest appointment I could get then to get my visa was the, the day that I was meant to fly out for the fight. So obviously right. that got the fight pushed back to the 21st then, which meant like a, um, that... Khalid Taha, I was due to fight. I think they they'd had something like four dropouts for that card, so they needed to keep him on the card and fill the spots up. So um, it was going to be a different opponent. Um, had a couple of names thrown in the act. You know, you know what we were like. We, it was a matter of you know just just get someone. And yeah. um, I think it was <clears throat> eight days, maybe eight days out, nine days out. And still no opponent. So the the coaches, um, my old man and Carl, sort of, and, and myself, we sat down and was like, look, sparring's done now. Um, you know, we're not going to fly out there without an opponent booked in because, you know, we don't want to get out there and then they still can't find this opponent. We've yeah. we travelled out there for, for no reason. You know, it's not, a, it's not a cheap trip to get to get your corner and stuff like that out there as well. Um, so we just decided, look, they, they sort of said to us, look, we're struggling at the minute to, to get something on short notice. So it was it was just one of them. It was not no I wanted to end the year. Um but like you said, well, you know, what can you do? There's no point crying over spoke milk. I didn't I didn't get too sort of wound up about it because what can't what could I do? There was nothing I could do. I was in shape, right to fight, uh, my visa, my medicals, um I even had my case pack. But uh <laughs> you no, know, I had everything sorted except an opponent. So fingers crossed, um this time it'll be a little bit different. Yeah, I think it's really insightful for people off the outside of the bubble that you you guys are in in the UFC to see how complicated it all is to make a fight happen and <laughs> the things you the, the hoops you got to jump through basically to make these things go ahead. And like you said, one thing goes wrong and an embassy shut or a flight gets delayed and and the whole thing can really be put on hold, really, can't it? Yeah, hundred percent. It was just it was just seemed to be like constant bad luck. You know, it was um uh no it was like the the embassy was closed and it was like right we may not be able to get you another appointment and then they got me an appointment but it meant the fight had to be moved back then it was like right we've we've got you on this car but you're not fighting the same guy and then they give me one name that we accepted and he couldn't do it and they give me another it was like fight island all over again they were throwing these names at me we were saying (laughs) yeah but the contract didn't seem to be coming in uh in the old email so (laughs) it was it was it was one of them. It was a stressful week or so, to be honest, Lou. But, you know, I'm over it now. I've got my visa, obviously. So, hopefully, we won't have no, no complications in that sense this time around. Yeah. And, obviously, like you said, on to the next one, on, on, on to bigger and better things. And, obviously, you've got an opponent now, Hunter Azua. Um, a guy, he's, he's 9-1. What, what do you make of your opponent for this coming up fight, uh, Ty? Yeah, I, 
it sounds cliche, doesn't it? But obviously, without a doubt, the t- the toughest the toughest opponent to date. Um, he's got a really good wrestling pedigree. I think he was um, he was Division One or maybe something like that. Um, you know, very very not not I wouldn't wouldn't say like a very good striker, but but punches really. I know he's had a couple of knockouts. Yeah. You watch his fights, he throws hundred percent power into every single shot. So he's a real tough guy. Um. But stylistically, I think we match up well, so it's got all the makings of um, of an entertaining fight, and it'll, it'll be a nice one, I think, for me to showcase myself to obviously my my loyal fans. But obviously, I'm in front of the American crowd as well now. It's on ABC, and um, you know, it's obviously out in Las Vegas, so it'll, it'll be nice to showcase uh, some Welsh wrestling out there against uh, against an hometown boy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Hunter, he's like you said, he's got all he's got all the sort of qualifications under his belt, doesn't he? He moves really good as well. That's something I noticed watching some of his fights. He has a really nice way of movement. But he also got a lot of decision victories on his record. Is that something you think he looked to maybe try and take you into into deeper water and and make you sweat a little bit, or is this something that you just you don't think well? You just go for the finish as usual. Um, I think so. I I don't think. I mean, it's a fight, so anything could happen. But I know. He was doing very well against Brian Keller and then obviously yeah. got a little bit over-aggressive and ended up getting clipped. Um, and then you've seen in his last fight, he was a little bit more reserved, sort of lent on his wrestling a little bit more. Um, but again, he wasn't sort of facing a guy of, of my sort of wrestling caliber. And I know I haven't got the accolades in the sense of, you know, your Division 1s and yeah. Olympic and Commonwealth and stuff like that. But but people know I can wrestle. You know, then you got to watch my my tape this year. I can wrestle with some of the best in the division. So wherever he comes out and, and tries to grind me, I'm not sure if, he, if he'll... Going on that route, but I do expect him to to knock him out like a like a a ball out the gate. But you know, I'm I'm everyone knows that uh, you know I lean a lot on my on my cardio is one of my biggest strengths. You know, I could I could do five fives no problem. So a three round fight is is never going to be an issue for me. So if he does want to come out and try and drag me deep, we'll uh, we'll see who's the better swimmer. Good answer, good answer, mate. <laughs> what what's the time out been like for you as well, Jack? Obviously, I, I know you you never want to sort of miss a beat in training. You're constantly going. You go to the gym. You know, right on your doorstep, basically. Has been time well spent for you not not sort of having a fight coming up in the last couple of months? Yeah, it's um, I like you said, I'm never out to the gym, but it's, I think if anything, the the sort of the long layoff between the fights is is sort of reignited. Not that I have a lot of motivation, but it's just lit a fire under me where, yeah. where I've got in my head now this year that look, once this fight is over, it's a couple of days off, couple couple of days of eating the the rubbish food, <laughs> and then it's back in the gym. I want to. Excuse me. I want I want to turn over three, four fights nice and fast this year. Um, you know, last year was stop start really with one fight, and and I don't want to I don't want a similar year. So as long as I'm fit and and injury free, then I want to be turning over fights fast this year. And that's definitely something that that the long layoff of sort of taught me is you know if if you're fit and ready to go, there's no reason why you can't be in there every eight eight to ten weeks. Um, so it, again, I haven't I haven't wasted no time in the gym. I've still been sharpening my tools, getting getting a little bit better. Um, but but this year now it's it's time to get the ball rolling and, and sort of put that into practice. And you know all these new skills I've been learning the last twelve months. It's time to to put them on show. Yeah, and first time out in Vegas as well for you fighting, isn't it? It's something you're looking forward to? A, b- a bit of a bucket list tick there. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, it'd be a lot better if. Um, if it was in the, the T-Mobile and, and a couple of the boys could yeah. come over and watch. But yeah. again, you know, v- uh, fighting in Vegas is a fight in Vegas. And the way it's looking, a lot of the fights are going to be out there this year. So fingers crossed, it's, um, it's the first trip of many. Um, but hopefully, like I said, next time I, I can take a few supporters over with me, obviously, providing the bank balance will allow them. You know, it's, not, <laughs> it's not a cheap trip, I know. <laughs> yeah. 
And it's on. It's going to be on the Till and Vittori car. This is as well, isn't it? So a, a big car, obviously, with another British guy topping it. Is that something you you like the like the sound of being on that card, or is it is it something that you you have any say in at all? Do they sort of give you a couple of options of which cards are coming up, or do they say you you're on this one? Um, it was no real like there was no sort of what date do you want. I I spoke to Graham straight after Christmas because I had I had COVID for um for a week, so the. Uh, the initial plan was to fight, you know, like sort of early March, but um, I, I was I was pretty ill with with COVID and it and it sort of knocked me back two weeks. So I spoke to Graham yeah. and said, "Look, I know um, I know Till has been rumored to fight on the tenth of April." I said, "That'd be a good card," or, or sort of anything, end of March onwards. And um, they just came back to me then with, um, "Do you want to fight under on this date?" So we snapped that one up. It's, it's a good card as well. Like Arnold Allen's fighting. Yeah, um, Mike Perry's on the card. So there's there's some good scraps on this. So it's it's, it's um. It's going to be a fun one to be a part of. Yeah. Jack, well, Katie Hunter, she's asking, uh, well, she's saying Jack's hair is looking smart as he had the black market trim. <laughs> <laughs> the fade police, is it? She's part of the fade police. I, um, I, I might have had a little black, black market trim. Like, I, won't, <laughs> I can't reveal too many details because um, uh, he might cut me off. But um, <laughs> mind your business, Katie. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've got. Peter Knox saying Jack is better than Lewis to say. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a given at this point. I'm on the full-blown lockdown grow out. It's, it's looking pretty shocking. He's on the lockdown cut. <laughs> Frankie Anderson is saying he thought it was Austin Powers. <laughs> Screw you, Frankie Anderson. <laughs> um, but yeah, some, some big fights obviously on that card, as you said. Something I did want to touch on with you, Jack, was obviously the card that went this past weekend. We had um, obviously the Bantamweight title changing hands. Aljamain Sterling against Pet, Peter Yan, uh, a crazy fight. I mean, Peter yeah. Yan seemed to be kind of, obviously Peter Yan was the champion. He lost by a disqualification for people who don't know. I, I don't know if it would be anyone who didn't know at this point because it was such big news in the MMA community, but he lost by disqualification and knee to the head. And uh, obviously the belt changed hands to Aljamain Sterling there. What, what was your thoughts on that whole situation, Jack? I mean, kind of weird, but what, what was your take on it? Yeah, it was a... It was a weird one, like you said. We I don't think I don't think um a title have ever changed hands through a DQ before. But um look, people are sort of saying about Aljamain, I don't know if they're saying about him acting or milking it or whatever. Um but you know, we we are sort of not him at the end of the day. whether he was putting it on a little bit or not, I don't know. But the reality is he did that that knee did land, it was flush. And you know, if he says he was concussed, he probably was concussed. Like he doesn't, he doesn't strike me as a guy who's going to look for an easy way out. Um, you know, he's been brutally honest after the fight in saying, like, you know, the tide was starting to turn for Jan. So, you know, it's not like he was he was claiming that he was winning anyway. And and you know, it's one of them. But again, the you walking. I mean, Peter Jan shouldn't need him when he was down. Like, he, <laughs> you know, rules are rules and. I, I do disagree with the rule that like the fight it should be on the fight there. You know we, we're different breeders fighters and you know sometimes I, I I can I can be one of them as well. We're too tough for our own good sometimes in the gym in, in the fight. So in my opinion, it should be on the referee. If the referee and the and the doctor look at you and think you can't continue, then they shouldn't be putting it on the fight. There, you know because no not many fighters are ever going to say oh yeah you know I'm too hurt I can't continue. Um, the reality of it is you know whether, whether we like it or not, Aljamain also is probably. Probably made an extra 150, 200 grand win bonus. Um, he's yeah. gonna go. Into, he's gonna go into the next fight now on more sponsorship money because he's the champion on a bigger purse again and and get pay per view points. So, you know, we, we, I, I'm not. I'm not saying he planned it like this. Obviously, he didn't plan to win like this. But you look at it, 
on the bigger picture. Is it really his fault? You know, it's a tough situation. I don't feel like he deserves a belt because, you know, he won it by a DQ. But then if you bring in yeah. the rule that you can't win a belt by DQ, any champion who's losing four rounds could, could get this after disqualified in the fifth to just to keep their belt. So, yeah. It's a tough one. It really is a tough one. Like I can see both both sides of the uh, of the story, but at the end of the day, if if Yanan sort of need him illegally, then you know he, he would more than likely be be champion today, wouldn't he? Definitely. And I think do you know what as well. This is another contrast from yourself, who's a fighter, to me, who's not a fighter. I can say hundred percent. I think what Aljo did was the right thing because you know what he got need to the head. Um, he, if if he had his feet up off the ground and Pete Yan had thrown that same knee, you'd have it would have been a fight finishing knee and yeah. the ref would have waved it off. But because yeah, look, it was an illegal it, knee, they come in and ask him to do it. Yeah. It was completely illegal. Look, it was it was completely illegal. Like you said, if if he had been stood up and took the knee, the ref would have jumped in yeah. there and then. But it was completely illegal. There was no like, you know, like was he grounded, was yeah. he not? He was hundred percent grounded. So you can't you can't knock Aljo really. Like I mean he don't me wrong, he he'll have to he'll know deep down whether he was seriously hurt. Where he could have continued, but you know that's something he's got to sort of live with in, in, in his own mind. So who, who am I to to say that he was faking it? Because the chances are, you know, when you get it with a shot like that, you, you yeah. probably is a little bit of concussion lingering. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a it was a big knee, but a new champion anyway. And you know, obviously, we're going to see these guys run it back. We've got UMMA Scotland saying, uh, pretty straightforward question: When you yeah. get in the title shot, Jack? Well, I don't know. I wish I could tell you. A couple of wins. Hopefully, we have a good year this year. Turn, turn three nice quick wins over. Um, should put me in a spot then to to start maybe, you know, make, making a bit of a a bit of an assault on the top ten. Then the beginning of next year, I like to think I can with three wins. I should be ranked by the end of the year. You know, in an ideal world. So yeah. if um if I can string that together, you know, who knows? Maybe the end of next year or the year after, I, I won't be a million miles off. But you know, I gotta remind people like I'm on I'm on two and zero as as good as my record. I'm two and zero in the UFC. Yeah. You know, there's not many you get you get the exception. But look look the guys like Khabib and and all that, that. How many fights he had to win before he actually got his title shot, despite being undefeated. So, you know, some guys do get it quicker than others. Um, you know, if that's me, great. But if not, I'm I'm prepared to to knuckle down and, and grind away for the next couple of years and until they think I'm worthy of uh, of challenging for it. But every fight at this stage is. Is a tough, tough fight, you know. Like for the, for the next sort of however many years I fight for, every single fight is going to be a tough fight. So it's a matter yeah. of not not looking past the the guy who's in front of me at the minute. And you know, once this fight's over, it'll be the same attitude when I get booked against someone else. I, I, I can't afford to look past anyone at the minute because the division is just so deep. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like I know every UFC division is is strong, but the bantamweights, I, I I think it's the same in every promotion. Really, the bantamweight is a really really highly contested division and you only got to name the people in that division who's not the champion at the minute and there's just so many good fighters I mean like I said it's exciting for us specifically as Welsh fans and UK fans to see you know who's Jack going to be matched up with next which one of these big names you know like you said you've got Hunter Azua now but a win there and you know you you can be fighting the big name pretty quick so it's great and obviously you know Brett's gone over to Bellator now as well so kind of having you in that position it it really is great for us as fans and you know, for, for yourself as well, I would imagine, being, I know you're a very big MMA fan and a big UFC fan as well as, a, as an athlete yourself. Yeah, that's it. There's, there's, like you said, there's guys now that are in the division that like uh, that there wasn't too long ago when I was watching them as fans. You know, your Frankie Edgars, your Dominic Cruz's, um, 
Cody, you know, people like that. I remember watching them as sort of a, a newly turned pro before he was even fighting at Bantamweight, thinking, you know, yeah. I'm big fans of these guys. So to be in the same division now, and, you know, it's not a, it's not a million miles away in, in the sense of, a, you know, like I could be fighting any one of these guys in the next sort of two years. So yeah. it's it's definitely exciting times for me as, as a fan of the sport, obviously, as well as, as being an athlete in it as well. What's it been like for you sort of preparing in the bubble as well, Jack? I know, like, I, I tried to... I tried to come down again, interview you face to face, and shake, shaky shut that one down pretty quick with the COVID restrictions. Uh, what, what's it been like, sort of working within these bubbles, and how well you've been, you guys all been doing as a team? Yeah, to be honest, Lou, um, like I do miss, I do miss the buzz of the gym. You know, we we yeah. there's sixty of us on the mat, and and because it's a big social aspect on the gym as well. You know, you've been down there yourself. We're all friends. We we're all one big team, and we and we all like a good good laugh, and we and we all like to train art together. But um, the one of the real positives about sort of doing this camp and in in a bubble and in a sense, so there's like five five training partners I've got is that everything is sort of specific to to the guy who's fighting. So if it's my turn to do my fight rounds on this day, then then you know the guys sparring me are going to base their style around the guy I'm fighting. So it's very specific and. You know, it's a good thing in hindsight, but some days I, I could do a break from it. It's the fact there's no easy <laughs> round now. You know, there's there's yeah. no white belts or blue belts for me to go and grip hold of on the slide when my old man ain't looking for for a nice <laughs> quiet round. You know, there's uh, when you're sparring with um, you know Brett, Scotty, and 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 Josh, there, there's not an easy round between them. So every single round is 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 a is a tough one at the minute. But it's it's just bringing us on sort of leaps and bounds. But I I will also be happy when when they. When they say to us, you know, we can have, we can open the gym back up and we can have everyone back through the doors. So as, as good as this bubble is, I'll I'll be all the more happier when uh, when when that shutters up and them doors are open. Yeah, no, I think we all will. I think we all will. And uh, Peter's asking another question now, which kind of runs off the back of what we just said there about the guys you've got in the gym with you. Um, a lot of those are going to be fighting on the Cage Warriors trilogy coming up this month on the 18th, I believe. The first one is what. He's saying, what's your predictions for the Welsh fighters on the upcoming Cage Warriors show? Obviously, you've got Oban Elliott's going to be fighting and Josh Reed as well from your camp. Um, and obviously, Ben Ellis is going to be fighting as well from and over Scotty, at the Mac Academy. Don't forget Scotty Ped. Scotty Ped just been announced Scotty as Pearson. well. That's Scotty Pedson's debut as well, professional, yeah. is it? Yeah, Scotty's going, um, Scotty's going pro. Um, obviously, I think on paper, he is probably the most um, experienced amateur yeah. Wales has ever had, I think, as far yeah. as fights and... Um, Sort of IMAF appearances and stuff like that. Go so, yeah. Scotty's debuting. Um, he's got a tough fight against a good Irish kid from. Um, I think he's from Paul Lewis's gym. I'm sure that's the gym he's from. But um, Scott Scotty's been Scotty's been grinding with us now for about a year, um, just over uh, since he joined our gym. And obviously, um, with the Fight Island camp, he was one of my main training partners. He was one of my main training partners for the last fight that got cancelled. Obviously, he's one of my main training partners for this camp. And then. So for him to be getting constant rounds in with, with me and Brett and Josh, it's just brought his level through the roof. So I'm looking yeah. forward to, to seeing him in there. And, and as tough as the as tough as the opponent is, he's fighting. You know, he, he's bringing a different package to the game compared to, to what he brought. You know, the last time we seen him, I think would have I think it might have been it's nearly two years. I'm sure it is since he last fought. Never Vale, was it? Cage Wars in Ah, uh, yeah. Or it might have even been uh, the Europeans, the IMAS. I'm not I'm not sure. Hundred yeah. um, percent. A good one. Yeah, it was, it was a long time ago, so I'm looking forward to seeing him back in there. So, predict the Scotty P win of obviously where, wherever he, you know, he's he's hitting like a truck at the minute. Um, you know, the the coaches at the gym have got him sitting down on his shots. He's always been a good striker, but he was um, 
a little bit sort of happy to score points rather than than look look to do damage. And um, I've been on on the end of a couple of his shots the last few weeks. Trust me, and uh, that that that's with bigger gloves on. So if he cracks you with uh, with the four ounce, you're gonna know all about it. Um, Josh is fighting. Obviously, Josh is fighting. Um, who's your, oh Brian Creighton? So. You know, he, he was very unlucky in his last fight. Josh he is the best I've seen him perform for a long time, despite picking up the loss. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing him sort of carry a similar performance in, but obviously come up with a win this time. Yeah. Um, Creighton's obviously tough, but I think uh, I think size and power-wise, Josh will have, will have too much for him. Um, then Oban obviously is fighting. Just just be glad to see him back in there. Up a while yeah. the weight now, yeah. isn't he? So, you know, he hasn't got that, that big weight cut to deal with. Um, so it'd be nice to see him go a little bit more of his natural weight and um glad you know, to see him going going back up to welterweight. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm happy. I mean, look, I, I think he can he, he he can be competitive at lightweight or welterweight, but obviously, you know, he does have a big, big cut to to lightweight and he and he just seems like more happy in in himself. He seems to be performing better in the gym. Now he's not having to constantly worry about his diet. You yeah. know, you don't get me wrong, he's not eating he's he's eating clean and stuff like that and still training hard, but you know, it's. I. I think it's. Um. I think you're going to see a, a better performance out of him this time. Um, more more natural. I think you know you won't have to cut or you'll have to cut. You know, very little weight to to make the 170 limit. And he's a, he's deceivingly big, old man. Like people, I I think people probably don't appreciate how big he is. You know. Yeah, he's he, tall, he, isn't he as well? When he fills out, he, he he'll be more than capable at, at competing at well the weight and, and and taking on the bigger names in our division and. Look, he like he, he knows himself after his last performance that that wasn't a true representation of himself. So he, he's going out there now. He's got he's got a lot to prove, and 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 I think he'll prove a lot of people, a lot of people wrong that were doubting him after the last fight, and a lot of people like myself and the boys at the gym right who've been bigging him up for the last twelve months. Yeah. You know, this will be the performance where, where people will, will watch him and say, look, you know, he is he is as good as they were saying. You know, that last fight it it, it was just. You know, that just wasn't a, a true representation of him. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Oban back in there as well. And he's just so well rounded. I mean, if he wants, he wants to stand and trade, he can do that. If he wants to take you down and, and, and grind you out, Carl Parker's got him, and you know, guys wrestling <laughs> at the top scratch. Yeah. And my old man is guys grappling at the top scratch. You know, he's not just a striker now, like he was in in the amateur days. So I'm looking forward to seeing him back in there and, and getting back in the. On the on on the on the winning side of things as well. Um, oh, and Ben Ellis as well. I've done a little bit, done a little bit of sparring with Ben for this one. Just just boxing sparring um, down Gary Lockett. Ben trains with Gary now. Um, so me and Ben have been fortunate enough to do a bit of sparring with the uh, the pros down there. Obviously, because um, you know we we get to train in, in like a pro bubble. And um, yeah, bet Ben's Ben's. Ben's just Ben, you know. He's he's on a bit of a tear at the minute, and I'm sure he'll he'll come out and and carry on, you know, the the way he is. I, who's he fighting, Ben? I can't remember the kid's name. He did tell me. Uh, Manny Akbar. I think he's two. He's two. He's two and zero. He's. I think he's. I think he's SPG Manchester. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, fighting a good kid. Um, you know, I don't know the kid. I know he's got a good amateur record and stuff like that. So hopefully it's a nice setup and and a win you're probably set well that'll make Ben four and all then. So that'll set him up for um yeah. you know for a big name next and hopefully that can put him in the sort of in the mix of you know, either the title or, or sort of, you know, put him in move him in that right direction where he can start, you know, asking for a shot of that. So it's uh you know, four four good, good Welsh level fighters there and, and fingers crossed we we can steal the show a little bit as as a as a nation. You know, look the there's a lot of eyes on the the trilogy cards and I, I'm, I'm very confident all the boys will uh, will come away with the wins 
Yeah, definitely. And Jack, something you touched on there, and it's something that I've noticed sort of watching the sport in Wales over the last couple of years. Would you say the gyms that, you know, the top fighters in each gym are coming together more now and you, obviously you get like, you know, you'll spar with Ben Ellis and I see like, you know, Mason Jones sparring with people from the mat or from, you know, Brett, Brett Johnson's old gym down with Chris Reese. I mean, is this something that you you kind of feel like the, the top guys in each gym are kind of coming together now for, for better sparring perhaps? Yeah, I mean, you, you're starting to see it creep in a little bit more. Um, obviously, everyone has still got it, got their own gyms. Um, but the the level now in Wales, you don't really need to travel to train, in my opinion. Um, like you said, we all make good use of each other. Like Lou, Lou's been up the spar a little bit. Um, I used to go down with Brett before he obviously joined the gym. You know, Mason's at the mat doing a little bit. I've done bits with Ben. Um, you know, like Scotty and, and Brett and all them lot. I was training I've trained with them many times before they even joined the yeah. gym. So it's it's good to see you now. Like I've I've always sort of I might have even been an interview with you. I, I said after one of my fights that I, I don't like to see the Welsh boys fight each other. Um mm. I don't feel like we need to fight each other. You know, there's there's a big enough sort of the, the divisions are big enough, whether it's domestically, um, like European level or world level, the divisions are big enough where for such a small country, you know, and in, in hindsight, all the gyms are within an hour of each other. So we shouldn't have to fight each other, really. Um, is it, If it's for a world title or whatever, maybe. But I think for the most part, especially the coming years now, you'll see um, you'll see the Welsh boys sort of stick together a little bit. I think I, I get like the vibe of when, when anyone fights now, it's more of like a Team Wales rather yeah. than... Uh, that's, that's what know, I was getting at. Rather like than you don't sort of just root for your teammates as such, you know, don't be wrong. You've got that closer bond with your teammates. Yeah. Goes without saying. But obviously when a when a Welsh boy is fighting, you just naturally want to do well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what I was getting at. Like I think that is a, a really big thing now, like the team Wales sort of vibe. And yeah, I think it's good to see. So yeah. Yeah. Like don't be wrong. When I when I say the Welsh boys shouldn't fight, so like I'm not talking about one and all amateurs and two and yeah, all amateurs. Yeah. You know, if these guys have got a fight or if they got a fight for a spot to be in the Welsh squad for the IMAF tournament, I know they're going to go down that route. Going up, like, I can completely get that. You know, I completely get it. You should have to fight for your spot in the team. Or if you've got a one and old guy from my gym, i got to fight the one and old guy from the yeah. Matt Academy, then I get it. But as far as the pros go and, you know, the top level boys, I, I, I don't see the, I don't see why they need to fight each other. I think there's, uh, there's plenty of, of other opponents out there. Yeah, no, I agree with that one. Um, on top promotions are asking, will Brett Johns become Bellator champion this year? Brett, obviously you've trained with him quite closely now. He's gone from UFC on a two-fight win streak. He's looks in great form over in the UFC and going into a Bellator division that I, I think he can do some real damage in. Um, what, what's your thoughts on Brett at the moment then? Can, can yeah. he get that Bellator belt, do you think? 100%. Um, e- even if he, if he doesn't get it this year, he'll definitely get it next year. I mean, I've got... I look at the the bantamweight division um, in Bellator, and there's about four or five, you know, good good names at the, at the top of it. Um, you know, Yarchuletas, Patchy Mix. Um, there's a couple of Russian guys there at the top end now that that, that are elite level guys. But Brett's got the Brett has got the style in the game um, that, that he's he's capable of beating all of them, and I think he will beat all of them to be honest. And look, he's people sort of got this impression of him as he's just just, just grind out, take you down and grind you out. But he's got it all. He can strike, he can kickbox, he can box, he can wrestle, he can sub you. So without a shadow of a doubt in my mind, you if it's not this year, it'll it'll be next year that you'll see him, you know, fight for that belt and, and, and bring it back to the gym and uh, we can get up on the wall of fame. It'd be nice to have a battle yeah. one up there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I got a good question. You come from Shay Thundercliff, and he's asking, "Are you looking forward to wearing the Venom UFC gear?" I 
I don't know if we're, I think the Venom deal is coming in soon, so I don't know if you'll you'll catch that this side for this fight. Or yeah, I think fight. um I think we are the first card that that's going to have the Venom stuff. I've seen Dana White doing it I, again. I haven't had no official word. I've seen Dana White doing an interview. He says April attempt. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, hopefully it lasts a little bit longer than the Reebok stuff. The Reebok stuff <laughs> goes through the wash once and that's the end of it. That's why I keep chucking it in these frames. But um, <laughs> I think that, yeah, it does look good. I've seen a little preview of it online. So it'll, it'll be nice to switch it up a little bit. And um, I used to love the Venom kit when I was a kid. So it'd be nice to, uh, to, to rep some of that as well. Yeah, it's kind of the old school stuff. So it's definitely be cool to see what they can come out with. And, See if it is nicer than the Reebok game, yeah. because they, 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 they did get some good designs out towards the end, my Reebok. I, I didn't buy any of it myself, so I don't know what, like you said, it goes through the wash bad, but to be fair, the um, like the track suits and the t-shirts and the trainer stuff like that, they weird. it is good, it is good quality stuff, you know, Reebok's a good brand, like the fight shorts and that, you know, they don't always last, but they're not designed to last, really, they're, yeah. they're, they're for fight night and that's it, and it did get a lot of slack, a lot of stick. Sorry, Reebok did when it when it first came about. Yeah, but I I've always liked the look of the kit and like the the uniform. It reminds me like a football team or you know yeah. like a basketball team. You, you sort of wear your, your country's colours with, with your name and stuff on it. So I quite liked it. Don't be wrong. It'd be nice if we could make a bit more money on sponsorship. <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know, as, as far as kit goes, it's not a bad kit the way. Yeah, fair play. Good question. Uh, good question, there, Shay. Um, something I want to ask you, Jack, because I, I've been, I obviously follow you on social media and everything, follow your fighting, follow your training, but one thing that I've started following recently is your YouTube your, your <laughs> yeah. YouTube career. I've seen uh, a couple of videos now you training, one of you and Shake's obviously doing the, the hot chip challenge. What, what, how, did this, how did this come about? So basically, um, it, like I've always sort of toyed with the idea. I thought about doing it before uh, my last fight and just... Never got around to it. Um, uh, Mason started his, and me and him chatted, and he, and he sort of gave me the rundown on what I'd be done. I just could never be bothered with it, to be honest, Lou. And then um, yeah, yeah. my my sister was at my house with my girlfriend, and they were they were watching they were watching something on YouTube, and and they just spoke like, "Oh, you should start a YouTube channel." I reckon people will watch that. So I said, oh, "I don't know. I wouldn't fucking know where to start with it all." So my sister's pretty clued up on um on the editing and stuff she does a lot of it for work she's like i'll do it so you just just film it and i'll do it so we uh we got we got the ball rolling but um yeah it's going all right so far Pe- people seem to be sort of keen on the videos and i know um people like to see the behind the scenes stuff obviously and yeah. they, feel, they 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 want to people always want to see more of what you're doing and obviously you can't always get that in <laughs> on instagram or, or twitter so it's, it's nice to give them a little bit of a behind the scenes look and have a bit of a laugh as well obviously i don't know if anyone if you haven't seen my old man do the uh, the art chip challenge yet, you you you're best off going to watch it and, and judging it for yourself. Um, but yeah, you know, never know. Could be coming. Could be the next Jake Paul now in ten years. Could be me. Call, could be me calling these <laughs> boxers for ten million dollars a fight. <laughs> I was going to say it could be worse things because they do make some serious money. They um, do. They do. I, I'm speaking for sort of obviously with, with my day job. I work for Wales Online, and one of the people I'm speaking to next week is a guy. Who sold his Pokemon collection to Logan Paul for three hundred and fifty thousand pounds? So, I mean, it's it's not bad money know. if you can get it for buying a box of Pokemon. Well, I mean, I seen I seen Jake Paul. I know it was this couple of months back. Going back, he, he offered Conor McGregor was it fifty million or something like that to no. fight. And like wh- whether he was bullshitting or not, I don't know. But you know, he seemed serious about it. And like you know, they you know they got money. Like they 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 money making machines. They wouldn't be doing it if they were making you know a massive 
you know, they're not gonna he's not gonna jump in and have a boxing fight when he could make the same money, you yeah. know, being sat in front of his, his computer or sat in front of his Xbox. So, you know, they you know they they they're making serious cash. So you know, if uh, if if I can make a little bit of that money, Lou, I'd be I'd be happy. Yeah. And you got Morgan Shari as well, obviously in Cage Warriors. He's kind of a uh, like a leading light really is a guy who's he's French he's making a lot of money and a lot of viewers in YouTube and he's he's fighting really good as well so it, I think it can be done that you know you'd be successful in both areas and yeah I think it's a I think it's a good idea for you yeah well fingers fingers crossed it'll pay off anyway um obviously to be honest I ain't doing a lot at the minute it's just me I'm just filming I'm just walking on with GoPro it's my sister who's doing all the uh all the <laughs> real hard work she's doing yeah. the the editing and 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 sourcing out intros and music and stuff like that so to be fair, I can't, I can't, although it's me in the videos, I've got to give her all the credit because uh, she's coming up with ideas. She's coming up with uh, the top-notch editing skills. So um, if, I, if I do it the big payday, I'll be sure to give her a nice little cut of it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, give her, when, when Jake Paul calls you up, give her, give her a big slice of it. Yeah, she can have 10%. Uh, yeah. I've got, <laughs> Shay is asking another question. He's saying, is Jack Marshman and John Phillips still in the UFC? John, I know John's not still in there, but I think, I think Jack's still signed, isn't he? Um, unfortunately, I think Marshman has has come out and said he. I think he's been he's been cut um, back a couple of weeks ago. He, he's 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 got a good job now working security. But obviously, I think he is looking to fight this year. I spoke to Jack um, a couple of weeks ago, and um, he, he he wants to just get straight back on the horse. I don't I don't know where um, where yet, obviously, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of promotions looking to snap him up as being someone who, who always brings the fight and yeah. he has a good following as well. So especially when uh, when the fans are back involved, it'll be nice to see him back in there as well. Yeah, there's plenty of options for me the way. I think obviously you've got Bellator's having a big presence in Europe yeah. now. And John um, as well. I mean, I like I, I look yeah. forward to seeing John back in there. I don't know. I assume, you know, don't maybe he'll go to Bellator because of the connections with SBG or... I've seen a couple of people online talking about Bay Knuckles. I know Dan Lewell, who, who he's good friends of, is, is in the Bay Knuckles scene. So it'd be good to see John back competing as well. I know he's just had a he's just had a kid, so he's uh, I've seen on Instagram he's shifting uh, shifting the dad ball at the minute. But um, <laughs> if he can get that shifted and and get back in the mix, it'll, it'll be good to see as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I, that, that's 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 a, a lot to look forward to. I know obviously they both outside the U, UFC now, but there's there's still a lot of stuff for them to do. So I I don't think that's necessarily a negative thing for either yeah, of those guys. Of course not. I mean, look at people like Anthony Smith. I think Anthony Smith was in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah, he, he got cut, and then next thing you know, you know, a couple of years later, he's fighting for the UFC title. So you know, it's not a not the be all and end all. I'm sure I'm sure they uh whether they get back to the UFC or wh or whether they go to different promotions or different sports even it, you know they'll still they'll still be pulling in plenty of viewers and um i'll definitely be watching them anyway because they're, they're, yeah. they're here always in the scrap wherever they fight <laughs> yeah no definitely and jack obviously come back to you now obviously i, I don't want to keep you too long i know it's it's past your bedtime now yeah <laughs> we're not early these days in, in camp <laughs> but um what what's your your last word on this fight you know people people in wales now they all want to see you fight they all want to sort of hear what you've got to say about your fights how do you see this one going and you know, for people who don't know much about you, what what can they expect from a Jack Shaw performance? Um, they can ex they can expect sort of you know like like why always bring ex expect me to bring the fight. No, I'm not not gonna not gonna sit there and sort of look look for a boring fight. I've been out out of the cage a long time. Like I said, you in uh, in this division, it's stacked. So you got to do something that's gonna make you stand out and make people remember your name. Especially with Darren Till fighting the main event, there'd be a lot yeah. of eyes on the card. But also there'd be a lot of people only looking forward to his fight. So if I can, um, if I can make them remember my name as well as is at the end of the night, um, 
I'll be happy. So, you know, just just an exciting fight. I'm, I'm coming out to, to, to put him away, uh, whether that be early on or, or, or I got to drag him deep and, and put him away there. But I'm, I'm coming for the finish like I always do. And I'm just coming to, to sort of stamp my name and, and let everyone know that uh, I haven't gone away. It's just uh, I had a bit of a bit of a slow year last year, but this, this year is going to be different. I'm uh, I'm going to be in there a lot more and uh, people are going to see a lot more of me. Yeah, and, and unprecedented times as well. I put it down for that. Jack, I want to find one more question. It was from Terry Blackwell. He's, he's asked <laughs> a couple of them. I haven't read them out, so I'll, I'll give him one. Uh, he said, I know you're not one for calling people out, but if you had a free reign to fight any bantamweight within the UFC, who would it be and why? Who would it be? Um, let me think about that one because there's a couple of people I'd like to fight. Um, if I could only pick one, um, it would probably be... I, don't, I always used to say Frankie Edgar, but I, I the, the more I think about it, like I'm a massive Frankie Edgar fanboy, so the more the more I think about it, the more I sort of think I don't know if I'd be able, I would have to fight him if they asked me to, but I don't think I would want to fight him because you know I, I'm just such a big fan of the guy. Um, some someone who, who I, I have been eyeing up and and I do I do really am impressed with him is um he trains with Aljo, what's his name Marab. I, I don't want to. Butcher is second. Yeah, um, I, I know what you mean. I can't. The, the Georgian guy, you know. Yeah. I look at him. I think he's got the, the takedown record in one fight in um in the bantamweight division, and and you know he, he's a problem for a lot of guys in that division with his rest. He reminds me like a mini a mini Khabib. So um I'd like to sort of test my wrestling skills against him at some point in the in, in the next couple of years. And I know he's ranked tenth, something like that, and and he's looking at sort of climbing the rank. So I'll be happy to. Uh, to hopefully get 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 a fight like that. I mean, you know, Khabib's cousin's knocking about as well, and um, yeah, I've been be I've been matchup. I've been called the Welsh Khabib a couple of times, so uh, maybe we can put it to, to the test day one day. I know we're, we're both prospects technically at the minute, so maybe we won um, we won't get a fight just yet this early on. But fingers crossed, in a few years, that one sort of uh, that one could happen as well. You never know. Yeah, yeah, some great guys coming out with Dagestan at the minute. Um, yeah. Unbelievable, guys. Um, and just last one, Peter Knox is saying he's watching to watch Jack Shaw, not Dan Taylor. That's Peter Knox. Big, big fan, if you haven't noticed. Um, big fan. Peter been a big fan for years. So uh, yeah. he, he, even even though he was on a ULU that used to pick me to win the fights back uh, <laughs> back on the cage, right? they, they, you know, I never forget that. So uh, they're not getting off our easy. I know you always have my back, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Anyone you want to shout out for this one, Jack? I know you've got a big team behind your big sponsors or... Is it the case now they, they know who they are? Yeah, just my obviously my teammates, um, the, the guys in the bubble with me, um, Scotty, Brett, Josh, a um, couple, couple of others there as well. Uh, obviously, my coaches, Carl, uh, my old man, um, Gary Lockett, him, Greg Carlo, my, my girlfriend, my mom, my sister, my family, all those lot. And obviously, all my sponsors as well. I'll forget one of them if I if I shout them all out individually and someone will, <laughs> some, someone will be angry at me. So yeah. um, if you go on my social media, they, they're plastered all over there constantly. So uh, give them a bit of love and support as well. Brilliant. Well, Jack, as always, thank you for joining us, buddy. Wish you all the best for the next fight. And uh, we'll, we'll have you back on for the post-fight interview, I'm, I'm sure. And I'm sure it's going to be a successful one as well. So thank you again for your time, buddy. No problem, Lil. Thanks for having me back. See you soon. Cheers, Jack.